up, Michigan? You know what time it is. Welcome to State Champs Michigan's Hang Time Podcast, the definitive high school basketball podcast covering hoops in the Wolverine State. My name is Lauren Plant, and we talk boys at the top of the show, girls in the middle, and the bun on this playoff edition sandwich, more boys hoops talk. Let me intro the two guys in the room with me. The Sultan of Shout, State Champs Scout Team Zone, Scott Bernstein. I am humbled by your description of me. But yeah, man, we're uh, getting in the thick of things and playoffs have started and uh, they're dropping, teams are dropping like flies. It's going to be a battle of attrition, but at least we're playing basketball and, and it's, it's exciting to be playing basketball. No doubt about it. And he is the pontiff of the paint, Mr. Tajulius Kelly. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Uh, just glad to be. Uh, looks like we're going to make it to district finals this year. So yeah, right, hey, that, that's a plus. That's a at win. Least, at least, that is a win. All right, we have several topics we will be discussing today, including who will be the Mister Basketball finalist. Some thoughts on reinstatement of some old like slam dunk contests, all star games. Matt Mowry will also be along to talk girls playoff hoops, including some more COVID casualties there. All that and much more. But first, state champs Michigan hang time is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity-level sports at LTU, including men's and women's basketball. Simply log on to ltuathletics.com. Click the Recruit Yourself link. Hang time also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA needs officials. Go to MHSAA.com. Great part-time pay. Stay connected. Support the kids. It's the best way to give back and get paid. Help wanted? Just whistle. Go to MHSAA.com slash officials. The Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out our Game Changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. This week's segment discusses how to harness the power in your game. Find it on our State Champs TV YouTube page or on our website, statechampsnetwork.com or on the State Champs Michigan social media channels. And for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash gamechangers. And finally, the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards confirmed for Monday, June 7th at the DAC in downtown Detroit. This year's nominees to be announced soon, just a few weeks. For more information and to watch past events and see past winners, head over to dacathleteoftheyear.com. All right, we are going to start this week with Mr. Scott. Bernstein. Sterling Heights Stevenson going to some unusual measures to try and just get through the districts. Yeah, I I, I heard this um, yesterday and, uh, you know, everyone's kind of flying by the seat of their pants uh, in terms of how to deal with the, the COVID situations that seem to be getting, I mean, it's getting better across the board around but, around the world, around the country, but in terms of the the boys basketball, girls basketball orbit of uh, Michigan right now, it seems like it's upticking and there are teams that are having to either drop out of the playoffs altogether or quarantine, quarantine which is a lot of a big, if you've had any you know contact you yeah. know, from the week before, now all of a sudden you're, you're stuck for And sometimes days. you're quarantining yeah. and, and you have playoff games to play, so right. you either have to decide to opt out, you right. decide to bring your JV up, which some teams have done. I know both Troy schools have decided to play their JV as varsity uh, at Athens' entire JV is playing, but with Troy, I think it's going to be like a split team, half the JV and half the varsity. But then I heard of a very innovative response to this problem out of Macomb County, Sterling Heights Stevenson, uh, you know, the Mac Man Seal show, Andre Turner show, uh, that, that is, a, is a formidable 
foe in this playoffs, a team that can make a run. And uh, they're in quarantine right now, I believe, until the district final. So either the uh, the athletic department, athletic director, basketball coach, football coach put their heads together and decided to take all the stars of the football team. And if you've been following state champs and football, high school football in Michigan the last couple of years, Sterling Heights Stevenson has kind of popped up to be a little bit of a glamour program out of uh, Macomb County, went to the final four. Uh, two years ago with a, with a group of sophomores that are now juniors. And then last year had a, a pretty good regular season loss in the district final to eventual state champion West Bloomfield. But they have three Division One level athletes, football players in uh, Kiakowski, Ramsey, and uh, Biagio, Biagio Madonna, the quarterback, that I guess were stars in the Sterling Heights-Stevenson intramural basketball world, nice. and they're Division One athletes, and they've, it's been, a decision has been made that they are now going to be donning varsity basketball uniforms for to try to save the basketball season and get them to the district finals when the real team can come and play. And I think this is brilliant. Yeah, I love it. I love the idea. You know, it's like it's like the uh, the old scabs. Yeah, you know when the guys right. are on strike. Except, but it, no, but instead of this, this usually the scabs are guys that no, I know. you know would never made the big leagues. Right. These are at least these three. I'm convinced if they wanted to play varsity basketball, right. they could have played varsity basketball and been contributors. Got yeah, like, like right. Lou Gehrig and Willie yeah. Wally Pip. These are guys that are you know very hyper focused on playing college football. Got it. But um, but I mean, they're athletes. They're athletes, big time, and and the Leaders. Right. Biagio Madonna, you know, he's swag nasty. I mean, this right, kid right, right. has moxie and and comes into a huddle and, and and gets everyone on the same page and has composure. And I'm I'm not I have no idea if he's going to run the point or not. But he's the type of player, even though he hasn't played varsity basketball, can come in there. I think just with his, you know, the attitude and the the confidence and and kind of. Steady the waters, right? When you're playing pickup, you're grabbing those yeah. guys first, regardless if they're on. And the Jordan Ramsey is just a, is a is a, a pure athlete that can, you know, he, he runs like I think he runs like a four three four. And, so who do they have to play? I, I don't have the list in front of me that uh, to see if they can. That's a good question. I should I can, probably I'll looked look, that I'll up look before it up. I started. It's, it's all good. I'll look I mean, it, it up. Bob Alley or something. I'll, I'll look it up while we we have while we're talking here. But I mean, you know, um, yeah, do whatever you have to do. To get some guys off the off and the block, and, and so I guess not because you, yeah, you only got you only got to win usually right. one or two and, games, and, and, and some of this is a luxury of having those kind of athletes yeah. in your building. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of. Class A schools, Division One schools, that if they look to their football program, they wouldn't have as much talent to go grab or as many athletes to go grab and throw on the basketball court for a game or two. Also, I know that there was some eligibility MHSAA issues that had to be cleared, oh, for, right. cleared for this, and the MHSAA cleared it. Okay. But I guess there was some questions about, you know. They didn't go through the right uh, cuts and all that stuff? Or, or, <laughs> or just the fact that the... I don't know count days or or uh, because they they were had never played varsity basketball before they maybe didn't have some some physicals or there was something right. that had to get past the MHSA to clear it and they cleared it yesterday. Yeah, yeah the MHSA said we want these games to go on. Yeah. Whatever you got to do by hook or by crook. If anything, it's it's not to your advantage. It's at to your disadvantage. You just want to play the game, so right. whoever you play can't complain, right? Uh, because you know they're not getting the full. The full uh, varsity team that that has played all season. So um, you know, absolutely, if I'm the other team, and and I, and again, if I'm 
the MHSA. I want them to go. And so. on a, a quick aside that really has nothing to do with this, but we mentioned Mac Mansiel. Mac Mansiel has a little brother, Manny Mansiel, yeah. who's like tearing it up on the eighth grade basketball court. Really? And I don't know what that translates to as a high school player. There are no shot blockers out there, and bigs are not uh, developed yet. But uh, goofy kids getting pushed into puddles. He's someone to 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 keep an eye out for these next couple years. So they're in district. uh, Yeah, it's it's the Athens district. So they're in district thirty. So awesome varsity varsity uh, football players going against JV players. So yeah, (laughs) so they're playing. I don't want to play, Dad. Yeah, we record (laughs) on Wednesday. They're playing in the district semis against Utica Ford. All right. Uh, on Thursday, I have no idea as to the powerhouse it is Utica Ford that yeah. I saw last year. Um, yeah, and you said and Troy Athens has to play its entire JV. It's funny we did our picks. Me and and Matt and I did did our picks, and uh, I picked Athens to go through the district because they had a good season. Yeah, you know. But now that they have to get through, and, if, and, but if they get through the JV, do can they? Would they play varsity on Saturday? I don't know if they'd play on Saturday. I think they'd play next week. Because oh wow, so okay. So they wouldn't that be something if you had J- Tory Athens JV versus Sterling Heights right. Stevenson's Varsity football team. Yeah. yeah, for the for the district time. Well, the one thing is those kids will never forget it. No, like the kids who are playing in that game. Like if you're a football player, you got to come up and play a playoff basketball. And then win the game. district. I mean, everyone has oh, different I, oh, everyone yeah. has different approaches and different theories. You know, I, North Farmington, who was in my opinion the favorite out of yeah. their district, at Brother Rice, oh, they've I, dropped out. I talked to Toddy Negotian. If it was me, you know, my approach would be to bring my JV up. And I talked to Toddy about this. And right. he obviously rejected that. And he, that's why he's the head coach. And I'm someone who sits uh, in, a, in front of a microphone and talks about being a head coach. But uh, I, I just don't see it. I don't see any. It's a no-lose situation. You know, you bring your JV up. You get killed. You're supposed to get killed. But if you pull an upset or you put a scare into the team you're playing, you're a great coach. Yeah. So, you know, would I think... I, this is no disrespect to Seaholm, and I'm not saying that North Farmington's JV could beat Seaholm's varsity. I'm not saying that. But just play the game and say that they did. There's no way they would beat Brother Rice. Yeah. But, and I think that's that's Toddy's approach on it. So even if I did that, I'd be getting killed in the district final. Well, that's true. But at the same time, I mean. You can't I, hit the lottery unless you buy it. Yeah, right. That's right. I, 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 I wouldn't be so quick to throw in the towel. But again, Did you hear about that, too? Some uh, This is a total side note that that woman scratched off a scratcher. And I think it was one of those thirty dollars scratchers, won four million here in Michigan. Yeah, not too shabby. Yeah, just rolled into you know her uh, stop and go, or whatever, and uh, Pingree and Linwood. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> but she was yeah somebody who was you know they were kind of struggling that she wanted to retire her husband and she can retire now. Anyway, all right, Duchess and Meringue. We've got we've got uh, an alert. Bernie's got a sleeper watch and he believes something's brewing in Birmingham. Okay, so we, we were just talking about that uh, that district that's being hosted by Birmingham Brother Rice. North Farmington is out, so it's you know it's all up for grabs now. Brother Rice is is without question the, the favorite now but Benny White and Birmingham Groves have been flying under the radar this whole season uh, he's done a really good job with this team if you if you put things into context he lost two starters uh, his point guard Jack Woods uh, never really recovered from the injury in football where he was the quarterback and uh, was supposed to you know be a borderline all-league point guard for them and a senior and the guy that was kind of the the leader in the backcourt he he 
tried to play part of the season and just could never get right. Little Chuck Bailey, who was uh, one of the best freshmen in the state last year, left to go to Arizona and is having a outstanding sophomore year where he was averaging 30 points plus per game in Arizona. So you're taking probably 40 to 45 points off your team to start. Uh, but that's where the that's where the Benny White factor comes in. That's why he's one of the best coaches in the game in the state of Michigan. And it doesn't hurt when you bring on Derek McDowell, uh, another, you know, top of the line, uh, a lot of uh, prestige in his resume, won a state championship, um, has been to state championship games. And with, with those two on the sidelines, I mean, I think you could – I mean, me, TJ, and you could yeah, go yeah. put some Groves uniforms on, and, and they could get us playing good basketball. Yeah. So uh, they're eight and seven. They've they've just been playing good basketball. Even their losses, they've played good basketball, and they 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 put a shock into Clarkston, which was I know it's not the Clarkston of old, but right. But uh, they played real close with Clarkson. They ended up losing by, I think, six points. Uh, and then last night, I saw them open the district and uh, against Southwood A&T on the road at Southwood A&T. And they were in control for pretty much the entire game and went up by about 15 in the third quarter. Uh, A&T stormed back, made it a two-point game in the final 45 seconds. But uh, uh, the seniors uh, on that Groves team... Uh, close the door and uh, put a bow on the win with some great defense and some clutch free throw shooting. Daniel Lee is the captain of that team. He's one of these guys that, I mean, this is a joke that's been going on, I mean, since I was a little kid, more so for college guys, but when you just see a guy and you're just like, you've been here for 10 years. Like, Daniel Lee's been a starter for four years. It just seems like I've been covering Daniel Lee forever. And it's like, why haven't you graduated yet? Why am I Why am I not going to your wedding? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, he played, he had, you know, 10 points, six rebounds, three steals, uh, hit the two free throws to clinch the game. They have a, a, a nice little spark plug in, a, in, sorry, in senior guard Ben Roman. He had some big three-pointers. Uh, Aaron DuBose had 15 points in the first half. Nick Lurs is a big guy that I'm believing this is his first time playing varsity basketball. He was a soccer goalie that they brought out to put in the post, and he's been he's about six, five, six, six. Nice hands, good footwork. So they're kind of a sum of a sum of the parts. Uh, a team that's more of like the sum of the parts. They don't really have a superstar, but you know, playing really good basketball right now. It's anyone's ball game in this district, and with Benny White and Derek McDowell, uh, you know, doing their coaching thing and, and being the tacticians that we know they are, I'm not saying that they're going to pull the upset on Rice, uh, but I'm saying I think they can give Rice all that they can handle uh, in, a, in a potential district final. It's not McDonald's, it's McDowell's. Sorry, sorry. sorry, no, sorry. I apologize. Not in the district final, in the district semi. Yeah, district yeah, No sesame seeds. <laughs> uh, what do you think? You got a thoughts on Benny's bunch? Oh, man, I, I was fortunate enough to watch uh, the city championship uh, and, and got to uh, have a great conversation as I always do with uh, Coach White. And yeah, and I'll tell you this, he knows what he has. He, I'm, at, at, I'm at his modest you know, as he always is, and I think that as long as as long as he knows that his guys are prepared, just like any experienced coach, you, you there there's some confidence there. And if you win, you could say, hey, you know, give all you know accolades to the to the players, you know, for being prepared. Because I mean, to them, it's, I mean, talk about Coach McDowell and Coach White, they can roll out of bed and they can, yeah. you know, forget more than you know that I've got in my little finger. I guess as as, as adage goes. But yeah, I mean, as long as 
that as long as their guys are prepared and ready to go out there and play, and I don't know who, is, who's, who they're going to bring up on, they're going to bring up anybody on JV uh, to you know kind of supplement um, their losses. You know, obviously Chuck Bailey's been you know was was a big loss, um, but yeah, yeah. And, know, but I mean, I think Jack Woods. I mean, Max Max Young, the only only JV player that I know. I mean, Ch- but yeah, Chuck Bailey <laughs> was obviously the you know has the glitzy scoring stats, and I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm very I mean, disappointed. Wings, I'm very wings. disappointed that that Chuck Bailey left the state. I was really excited to cover him for for the last uh, for the for the next three years of his career because he had a really really good freshman year. Yeah, and I'm not taking anything away from and, and from, tell people what happened to him. He just went. I think his dad just pulled him and yeah, said, "We're going to prep school." We had it no, wasn't, uh, no idea about what was going on with the uh, MHSA as far as decision. Yeah. And I think, you know, once they decided in December that they were going to prolong everything that much further. Then you know he was like, hey, you know, send you off to somewhere where you know you're going to at least play basketball. Chuck, yeah. Chuck Senior played right. for Benny at King, played yep. at Michigan, played at U of D. At yep. um, one of the coolest things, and this is a slight, di- uh, I digress a little bit, but one of the coolest things last year that I saw was in one of Little Chuck's first five or ten games, he hit a game-winning three-pointer that I was at against A and T from about. 27 feet, and the first person <laughs> charging the floor to pick his son up and hug him was Big Chuck, and nice. he's he's in the he's in the pile with all right. the 16 year old right. kids. But uh, but awesome. but the Jack Woods thing I think gets under uh, appreciated because I know he wasn't a guy that would give you 30, but he was the ca- I mean he was a, him and Daniel Lee were the senior captains and yeah. he was the point guard, and losing your senior point guard can be very detrimental. Yeah. Uh, but this Ben Roman has stepped up and. Uh, I know that they're getting good play from Mark Watson, who's another kid who seems like he's been on the varsity for uh, at Groves for five years. But you know, last thing I'll say is Benny White is a it, obviously he's a coach, he's a he's a mentor and molder of young men, but he is a true teacher on the bench. I could see it yesterday. Uh, most coaches are coaching during the game and teaching during practice and Benny after you know a number of times when he would pull players out of the game he'd sit them and he'd like talk fundamentals with them like in the middle of the game like getting you know uh, taking a knee when the kid was on the bench and kind of being like you know remember we worked on a practice remember when I told you how to grab that rebound and clear it and and then the kid goes in the game and does exactly what Benny says and, yeah. you know, gets an offensive rebound and, and, and gets a bucket. Yeah, my earliest memory on state champs, 2003 season, 2002-2003 season. Yes, exactly. And that was uh, and it was King versus Murray Wright. And uh, it was um, at Murray Wright and huge, Anthony. huge fight in the, in the crowd broke out, you know, and I was like. Wow. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not going to make it out of here. It's like me and Tom Markowski were the two white guys yeah. in the building. And, you know? and, and Larry Harris playing country music to make sure that the crowd was. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but but, it, but it, was a, it was a great, great atmosphere, great game. And, uh, you know, King pulled it out late and Benny had one of those great, great, uh, you know, we, we had the cameras there. And, he, you know, he was always cool about wherever the cameras are. And we were in the huddle and you could, you know, him talking to his guys, just, you know, saying, you know, that, Basically, just just drumming up. You've got this. You know, you're going to win this game, and you know, just filling them with. And DMac, I mean, I give DMac a lot of credit because when you're the head coach that that Darren McDowell is, more I'm than sh- likely a future Hall of Famer, right? I'm sure that you just yeah. want to like give all of your coaching self and and just always be doing what you were used to doing. Yeah. And I, at least in the couple games I've seen them, 
he's just kind of in the background. Let yeah. Benny yeah. coach the team. You know, will give the assistant the assistance that he needs and the yeah. aid that he needs to the players. But isn't overstepping any bound bounds. Not that he would, but you know, sometimes when you get there's been situations where you get two coaches that are you know might be very uh, look great on paper, but maybe not yeah. see eye to eye on yeah. how to coach a team like this. And you know, the uh, bottom line, Grove supports its teams. Those yeah. guys appreciate the support. It's great to have them in the game wherever they are. And another just interesting storyline to Thursday's Brother Rice Groves game was when the Brother Rice job was up for grabs three years ago, the finalists were Rick Palmer, who's the coach at Brother Rice right now, and Benny White. Mm. And they chose the younger, uh, more up-and-coming young pup. And the veteran went over to Groves, and I bet if it would have gone the other direction, Ricky Palmer would be coaching Groves right now and Benny would be at Brother Rights. Interesting, interesting. All right, so Scott Bernstein is an old school guy, and he, just like we do, want to see some former traditions make its way back. Well, so when I was coming up uh, in, in the Metro Detroit uh, sports scene, boys basketball scene, one of the things that people look most forward to were at the end of the year, right after districts, I believe it was the first weekend after the state championship. So the last week in March or the first week in April, uh, there would be different county uh, slam dunk and, and three-point shootouts. I know at least Macomb County and Oakland, Oakland County, County did it. Um, and, you know, the ones in Oakland County were always at Troy, and the place would be packed. Jam. And every major star from that area was there to participate. I remember watching Shane Battier win win the dunk contest one year. I remember seeing David Bowens win the dunk contest. Where these are two guys that went on to have long pro careers. David in the NFL and Shane in the NBA. Uh, a three point shootout, which I participated in one time and missed the cutoff for the second round by one one shot. Um, and then. At, get the siren going. Yeah. Uh, and then... But you had the best hair. Right. 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 I, and that's what's so funny. Well, I have no hair now, but if you look at video yes. from me in high school, and I got made fun of a lot, yeah. I was always kind of like fussing with the hair, making sure it was all on point tight. For, the, for the cameras. Uh, and it's actually funny, because you can go pull some of this stuff up on YouTube. Wow. And you can pull up a 1990... This is when I was in the stands. I think I was a freshman or sophomore. Okay. But from like 92 or 93... There's like one of the three point shootouts, and I'm behind the guy shooting uh, the three pointers, and I'm sitting there being like, oh, "Make sure my hair is all right for the camera." Nice. Uh, but awesome. so you had these three point shootouts and uh, slam dunk contests, which were really cool. Yeah. But then, even more cool, in my opinion, was about a month later uh, in May. They would have a Oakland County versus Macomb County All-Star game, uh, a Wayne County versus Washtenaw County All-Star game, I believe. Um, Someone asked me the other day, well, how do they pick the team? I remember it being, at least for Macomb County, Oakland County, was whoever the Oakland Press picked as their dream team and whoever the Macomb Daily picked as their dream team played each other. Um, State champs will pick them. Yeah. yeah we'll I pick them. We can do that easy. We'll stack them. And it just, we'll be it's just a really – Yeah, hell of a game. Uh, you sure. know, whether we're talking different counties or the whole Metro Detroit area or the whole state, whether the MHSA is getting involved in it, whether it's individual school, I just think it's something that could really uh, extend the season, keep everyone engaged. It's a lot of fun. Um and it's kind of gone by the. It's, it hasn't. It's gone by the wayside yeah. the last fifteen years or so, uh, yeah. and, and I think that it's something that just could build build more excitement for the game, and 
there's a lot of that stuff. And as I was just referencing, seeing myself on YouTube, there's a lot of those games that you can go find on YouTube. You can go find the, the three-point shootouts and the slam dunk contests, and you can go find a number of those Oakland County, Macomb County uh, all-star games. I know yeah. there's one with Rashad Phillips. Mark Chappelle. Yeah. Mark Chappelle won the uh, won the dunk. I think both Chappelle brothers ended up winning the I dunk I think Mark Chappelle wound up winning the dunk contest in 92, and I want to say Mike. either Wade Crawford yeah, or... Yeah, Wade Crawford won the three-point shootout. Won the three-point shootout. Point shootout in 92. And Mark Chappelle ended up playing at Navy? How about Dave Chappelle? Um, How did he do? <laughs> yeah, Dave Chappelle, yeah. He was in D.C. Well, Mike, Chappelle, out of school. Mike Chappelle ended up winning a national championship with yeah, Michigan, Michigan State, State and leading... I believe he led the ACC in three-point shooting one year when he was at Duke. Wow. Yeah, his freshman and sophomore year. Yeah. But, uh, Six, eight. Hey, so I think I, I'd the, love to see it my, happen, my, too. My last thought would be, if the MHSA wanted to get involved in this, I could envision, you know, little um, headquarters set up around the state where on the same same Saturday you have an all-star game on the west side, you have an all-star game uh, in northern Michigan, you have an all-star game kind of like a Flint, quarterfinals in the, in, the in the Flint Saginaw area, and then you have maybe a couple all-star games in Metro Detroit. Yeah. And then you have individual... Oh, I love that idea. He makes it a tournament. So you have your... Oh, yeah. You win your region, and then you move on to the, uh, right. they to the kinda, next round. They kind of do that in Indiana without all-star teams, but like now that there's well it's been for 20 plus years now they used to have a one state tournament now they're broken down to classes like everyone else yeah but they, the, the classes play out play off so after the state championship weekend they then they go to the next weekend where there's a, a, a playoff between the championship teams yeah which i think is great yeah. and and they have that great kentucky all right, and then they have the Kentucky All-Star game. You know, which, which, another thing, I think we actually, this is before my time, but there was a point, I know, where Michigan like a Ohio. team Michigan would play team Ohio in basketball, not yeah. just football. I know we tried it in football for a couple of years. Yeah, and with the rules there, they opened up Indiana actually a little further to where you can have the how far you can play, you know, as far as Michigan teams, and mm-hmm. you could get an Indiana All-Star team to go up against a team Michigan team. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the other thing is... Uh, after teams lose in the playoffs, from what I've heard, one of the one of the changes was that you can still play with your varsity team here this year in, in, in Michigan yeah. in Michigan alone. So you know, let's say your team winds up going out. Let's say Cast Tech decides that hey, we want to play uh, Detroit King or something like that and redo a city championship I'm or not, something. I'm like not that. trying to put anyone on blast here, but maybe I am. I, going on what TJ said about playing games after the schedule. So this last week, there was supposed to be a game between Stony Creek and Bloomfield Hills for what would have been the OA White Championship. Um, Bloomfield Hills is one of the hottest teams coming down the stretch right now. They played really well in the second half of the season to kind of go in front of Stony Creek by a half a game, but they Stony Creek played one less league game than they did. And I was just talking to, to both sides of it, trying to get them to, to play. But obviously there were other concerns, COVID and, and whatnot. But then I hear that it's floated from the Bloomfield Hills people being like, oh, let's just play it after the season. So this like, is, what is that? What, what, well, what that this is the end of Rocky Three. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Ding, yo, ding. yo, yo, ding, exactly. Ding. Yeah. Exactly. Yo, and I know this the Stone, is you and me. And I know the Stony Creek were, was very eager to play that game so they could either take a share of the of the league title or claim the league title for themselves. Yeah. And Bloomfield, I love it. Bloomfield Hills, for every reason, didn't want to play before district. But, the, but we'll play after the season. Right. Like, well, that doesn't really accomplish anything. I mean, there's right. some teams that wind up losing. I remember I'm like, you know, this past week, I'm, I'm going through my rankings and I'm, you know, I'm thinking Croswell Lexington should be undefeated, and I'm looking over their record, and I'm just like, oh, 
I was like, oh, they forfeited, you know, to nothing, and you know, I wasn't gonna hurt them in the rankings right. at all because of you know their decision so that they could play in the state well then this finals. and actually yeah, uh, it's better but I, I've also seen a tie Wald Lake not, yeah there is a was tie like, there's a tie just there. like yeah. this is a follow up to last week and it plays into what we're talking about right now uh, I mentioned Ryan Negotian and Wald Lake Northern they had a chance to play for a league championship or they were playing for a league championship last week against Mott who was the defending league champion, but actually at this year was at the bottom of the league standings. <laughs> and all Northern had to do was beat Mott, and I believe they would have either claimed the outright title or at least a share of the title. But because of COVID precautions and whatnot, uh, Northern decided to bring up their uh, sorry Northern decided to bring up their JV and play that game and kind of accept that it was going to be a loss for the opportunity to I guess in their minds to get to the districts un, unscathed, un, unscathed yeah. uncoveded. I get it. I so get it. So that was just, just I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. I guess the theme of this whole podcast so far, or a lot of it, has been there's no, I don't know if there's any right answers. I mean, everyone's just kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I'll tell it, you this. If I'm a varsity every, player and I'm trying to average 20 points a game, I'm looking at that JV like, this is the game I'm going to get up to 20. Right? Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> it's absolutely. Just, it's just such a unique situation. It's a, a stat padding game. Yeah, and a, move on in the tournament. Yes, which it's the More most important. important. It's, just so, yeah. it's just such a unique. It's such a unique situation that uh, everyone's just kind of flying blind and and trying to adapt as they go. And yeah. it's just interesting to see the different perspectives and the different yes. choices that are made. Okay, great. Thank you, sir. Good stuff. I will tell you the boys' games we're covering on State Champs as well as some other matchups that you need to pay attention to. TJ Kelly will hold court. But first, let's find out what's up with the girls' side of things after we listen to this message from Lawrence Tech. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. It is time for Maori in the middle, statechampsnetwork.com managing editor Matt Mowry joins me as we talk about what's happening in girls basketball here in the state of Michigan. Mowry in the middle, the official title. Uh, you excited to get the playoffs going? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As long as we have playoffs, given how many teams are opting out, unfortunately, it, it's been messy. But it's as long as we get one in, I think everybody will be happier than if we didn't. I agree. I mean, we were teased last year and on the girls side, we got through the districts, uh, but that was it. So we anticipate that uh, we will crown state champions this year. However, there is no lack of COVID casualties wreaking some havoc. Yeah, as of Monday afternoon, when I counted, we were at um, a little over 70 uh, with 36 girls and 37 boys teams. M Live had a story. Uh, that just came out today that through the start of boys um, 
boys districts on Tuesday night. They had 101 total, 51 boys, 50 for the girls. I'm sure as we go through the week, that number is going to continue to climb. So whenever you see this, whatever numbers I give you right now are probably going to be outdated for that moment because yeah. they're coming fast and furious and they're keeping on the girls side some of the notable teams that have, that have, we talked about Saginaw Heritage a little bit last week West Bloomfield was one of the big ones that dropped over uh, I believe Monday was the day Holt is another team that might have made some noise a, a little bit in the playoffs Oscoda was a 17 and 1 team and we're looking to do some damage Greenville is out on the boys side there are some even bigger names Cast Tech is out yeah. Detroit Western Hazlitt West Bloomfield boys as well North Farmington yeah. was another team that they're in a district with Brother Rice or were, but uh, that that was a team that could have made some done some damage. Grand Rapids Union, Harper Woods. When we compare that to hockey, it's a smaller field, and we're talking about regionals. Hockey had 14 teams, and they had a couple of regionals, like the one that was supposed to be hosted at Orchard Lake Samaria that was just wiped out. Right. So it's 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 happening, and it's happening in pockets, unfortunately. The one that I wanted to kind of concentrate on was West Bloomfield, because I think we thought that that was going to be a contender this year. Um, seemed like a team that had a shot to go deep last, last year to Heartland in the regional semifinals. Their only losses this year were to Edison twice, once by nine, once by 28, and to Harper Woods Chandler Park by one in a game that could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. It also means, unfortunately, that Marion is probably going to, that they were in a district with Marion, so we were kind of looking forward to that being a huge uh, district final potentially. Means that Marion's going to have a 2-10 and 10 Avondale team on Wednesday and potentially, if they get through that, a 1-11 and 11 Mott team, Waterford Mott on Friday. So it, it seems like every year we kind of think, hey, maybe this is the year. Potentially, this would be Marion's 10th straight district title. Unfortunately, a lot of those years, it has looked like that, where they've skated through. Although, probably half of those that we thought maybe, oh, this might be the year. You know, in 2018 and 2019, it was a 19-3 and Royal Oak squad that maybe had a potential. In 2017, it was a 20-2 and Bluefield Hills squad. In 2014, it was a 17-4 and Farmington Hills Harrison squad in the last couple of years of, of Harrison's run. In 2012, it was a 19-3 and Bloomfield Hills Andover team that was hosting the districts, and that was Marion's last team with a losing record. Marion won at 61-35. Not that we're advocating that we want their streak to end, but you'd like it to be competitive some years. And, and a lot of those years, you know, the, the teams that we thought might give them a run gave them a, a game, but it's been a long time since Mary. The last time they lost in districts was 2011 when Southfield Lathrop was actually placed in their district for a couple of years. And, and Lathrop won in the semis 50 to 45 after it was there, which just makes me feel old. But um, that's, it's one of those where, where unfortunately you would have liked to have seen them get tested and that would have been a great game with West Bloomfield. But we're seeing a lot of those where all of a sudden districts become, the calculus becomes far different when a team has to drop out. No question. And I think this year in particular, we do have a lot of really strong girls basketball teams, I think, in all divisions. Uh, unfortunately, the matchups just aren't really in the districts this year. We're going to see it uh, even as early as next week. We're going to get some much better matchups pending, you know, teams aren't having to drop uh, like a West Bloomfield. But, yeah, we were really looking forward to uh, that matchup. We had planned to film that for state champs. That was going to be our district final. Uh, unfortunately, um, that is not the case, but we press on. And during this COVID situation, 
we have seen teams get creative to try yes. to work around the quarantine issue because a lot of teams, while may not be affected by the pandemic uh, themselves, but they played teams were, which forces quarantine, yeah. which means you got to sit out. So it's worked for some, but not for others, correct? Yeah, we talked a little bit about Hopkins, and that was kind of the first time I'd seen the plan. They were planning to bring the JV team up to try to fight through to Wednesday. They got 12 points from uh, Nevaeh Helderop, 11 from Flannery Johnston, but they still came up short to uh, West Michigan Aviation Academy, 53-42 on Monday. Royal Oak tried it. Royal Oak had their entire uh, varsity quarantined. Got 11 points from Maddie Haynes, 8 from Danica Schmidt, and they had it, I believe, a two-possession, one-possession game in the fourth quarter, but still lost to Birmingham Seahome 47-35. It does work, though. Flint Powers pulled it off on Monday. The uh, entire Chargers varsity team was placed in a 10-day quarantine last week, so they decided to do that thing of bringing up the JV and the freshmen. They brought up four freshmen and five sophomores. They also had three players who dressed who were from the varsity who were excluded from the quarantine because they were either injured and didn't play in that game or one of them was actually injured early in the game and left before the Heritage player came into the game who, who was later diagnosed. Okay. First-year varsity coach Ryan Trevithick also brought up his JV coach Josh Bouchard and freshman coach Jim Vandebelt to help him out with substitutions to kind of figure out who, who would be able to do what. Right. Also matchup. added yeah, also added six foot two Maddie Gebhardt, who had played hoops up until last year. She's a junior. She started at the end of her freshman season, then she was a starter all year as a sophomore last year. She's going to CMU for volleyball, already, you know, has has committed, so she's been playing club volleyball this year. They gave her a phone call. She was at a tournament in Louisville. She said, Yeah, absolutely, sure, I'll help out. Flew back, practiced for a week with the team, dropped a career high 30 in a 51-44 win over Mount Morris, including the game's final five points to seal the win. Wow. Now She's supposed to be, as we're recording this on Wednesday, she's supposed to be back for tonight's game against Goodrich. She's going to play again. The question is, you know, once the varsity players get back, you almost got to give her touches at 6-2, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, the varsity players will be back. Gebhard will be back. And he, and Trevithick's going to keep a couple of those JV players who played real well on, on Monday. Um to go along with it. It's it's one of those where you love that people are getting creative and you love to see a plan come together, I guess. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, we're seeing creative, you know, situations. One of the things uh, we're going to, we talked about on the boys side is Sterling Heights Stevenson uh, and bringing up football players and, and things yep. like that. Wh whatever is necessary to try and stay competitive just to get you through and see if you can make it yep. through. Um, Tell me what's going on between Bay City Western, Bay City Central, the rivalry. Somehow yeah. this is has continued. What's up? Yeah, it's it's similar story uh, up the Saginaw Valley in in the district in Midland. Bay City Central, Bay City Western, two schools that meet every year, twice in the regular season, and almost invariably they're in the same district, so they meet in the districts. Western had kind of controlled this rivalry, won 14 straight in the rivalry before losing in the regular season this year to Bay City Central. Western received last year that quarantine after a player tested positive. They considered opting out because they didn't really have time to practice, get anything together. They were going to be eligible to come back on Monday. So that was kind of the question since we have a practice. They were able to do a walkthrough, but the, the players said, hey, we want to play. This is a rivalry game. We want to be in it. 
So without any preparation, they came back. Central was kind of on the other end of it. They found out Monday that they were only going to have five available players from their varsity because they'd had several players added to the quarantine list. So they added three JV players. All of them contributed. The game, so they played with eight. They went to overtime for the first time since 2011 in this rivalry, and then Central kind of pulled away and iced it with free throws. And and obviously one of the players that that was imperative for them to have, six-foot-two center, Alexis Smith, who's just a double-double machine. She had 28 points, 15 rebounds. Again, another one of those where, you know, figure out creative solutions. Get, that we, we talked so much about give them a chance to play. And this figuring out ways so it's possible, even if it is JV players or freshman players, those kids get experience, they get invaluable time, they get a shot. That's all you're asking for, right? That's all we ask for in the summer. That's all people were asking for in the winter is just give us a shot. Well, coaches are coming up with ways to give their team shots, and you got to like that, even if it even if it doesn't work out. Absolutely. No question about it. I think it's fantastic. And uh, it's kind of like what high school is all about, you know, uh, find a way and, uh, hey, you know, go to the PE classes. I don't know if they have PE classes anymore, but when we used to, we'd be playing who's you see an athlete. You're like, hey, uh, we, we need some bodies this week. So we've got three girls district basketball matchups featured on the state champs uh, network this week. As far as coverage, we filmed these or record these. Uh, podcasts on Wednesday. So uh, we have uh, a district semifinal. Uh, I think a, a good one. In fact, that district is good uh, because it also includes East Grand Rapids, but number 20 Byron Center versus number 16 East Kentwood uh, that took place on Wednesday night. That is uh, taking place at Middleville Thornapple Kellogg. Uh, so we've got that matchup for us on Friday. Uh, inevitably, we believe that we will have Gross Point North and Gross Point South get together again uh, at Hamtramck for a district championship. Gross Point South, number 22 uh, in the state, and North just fell out of Matt's top yes, 25 man. coming into this one. And again, we had planned to have number nine, West Bloomfield, versus number 25, Marion, who took over that number 25 slot at Waterford Mott. Uh, that matchup obviously not happening. So instead, we are going to have district championship highlights from Division Three. And again, prognosticating a bit here, but we believe, as I believe, uh, Matt does as well that uh, we will see the 2019 state runners up in nine and two Flint Hamity battling 11 and three New Lothrop. And that should be an interesting yeah. matchup regardless. Good one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. New Lothrop has it. Brooke Wenslick is, is a good scorer and Hamity always has competitive teams, even if you don't hear about them a lot during the regular season because the conference they play in, you know, does not have a, a tremendous amount of ranked teams. They're always there in the end. Yeah. And, uh, and again, Flint Hamity, uh, really the defending state champ or our defending state runners up uh, when you look at that since we didn't have uh, 2020. So we'll see how that works out. We record again on Wednesday. So we do not definitively know what matchups will take place for District Hardware. But are there some matchups or any other games that uh, you are looking forward to as we move on through the week that could be interesting this weekend? Well, obviously, the, the winner of that, uh, the, the one you mentioned, the, the right. Byron Center, East Kentwood, whoever is going to wins that is going to play uh, East Grand Rapids. And then in the next round, probably you'll run into Hudsonville, uh, which was, I believe, the matchup that East Grand Rapids and Hudsonville uh, played or were going to play last year in the, in the regional finals. So whoever gets out of that little four pack of teams has a very good shot of projecting all the way to probably get to the semis or 
or beyond. That, that's a very, very solid district when you've got those three highly ranked teams in it. Uh, we, we, we mentioned this, you mentioned it earlier. And when you and I were going through kind of some of the matchups earlier and yeah. a lot of sometimes the ones that you kind of expected, you know, Grass Lake and, and Michigan center had been in the same district for a long time. Those two are split up. So yeah, you're not seeing as many of the, Oh, the, I've got to see this one district finals in this particular year. You, you've got a lot more that are spread out. So other than the ones we're covering, no, I, there aren't a, a ton of them that I'm thinking, Ooh, yeah. I got to see that one. Midland Midland Dow is potentially one of those. I know we just filmed them a couple yeah. weeks ago and they read met in the regular season. Probably they will be meeting again in the finals at Midland high. And that's always a, a good matchup between those two. Uh, Dow's ranked and Midland's been an honorable mention pretty much all season long, but that's always a battle between the two Midland schools. And you thought maybe Celine Pioneer could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Celine, Celine had to beat Pioneer late in the season to kind of consolidate its hold on on the SEC red, and and Pioneer kind of came on strong at the end. You know, was kind of pushing them at the very end of the the regular season for that league title. That that could be another one that came down to a very close game when they met just last week, I believe, for for the regular season title in the SEC. That that should be another one that's very good. Yeah, and maybe East Lansing Hazlitt. Yeah, East Lansing has kind They're of strong. cruised through the regular season. Yeah, yeah Hazlitt, Hazlitt was there. They won the CAC White, I believe, and, and they, they have the potential, yes, to, to push them. But I, I think it's probably – it would be a competitive game, but I think that one's probably going to go to East Lansing. But, yeah, there should be a good one in the Capital area, certainly. Yeah, so again, you know, uh, if, if you're a Girls Hoops fans, there are matchups uh, in your area that you can go find and 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 catch the game. And again, with uh, the streaming of, of all of them, uh, you certainly can subscribe to uh, the MHSA site and uh, watch whatever you want. So thank you, Matt. His final Girls Top 25 state rankings are up right now at statechampsnetwork.com. He will no doubt be covering the entire state tourney for us on the girls, some boys coverage too. Um, Matt, Tell the people how they can follow you on social media so they never miss a post. Well, you can you can follow me if you just use my entire name. That's my main uh, Twitter account. But I do kind of have some segmented accounts. Uh, full court coverage is the one that, that probably you'll be interested with. Uh, it's, it's F-U-L-L-C-R-T. Uh, coverage and that's 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 usually where I have all of my basketball information during the winter. I found that when you don't segment your your Twitter accounts, if I start tweeting about you know girls basketball on my main account, I start to lose followers. And yeah. the same thing with football. So I kind of have I have my Twitter following segmented into sports, but that's that's usually the way to to follow me best in the winter. That's a good way to do it. So if you love girls basketball, full court coverage, F U L L C R T coverage is the Twitter handle. So check it out. All right, Matt, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, back to the boys. Hoops talk TJ Kelly time on hang time. And let's get into some Mr. Basketball talk. Who will be this year's crop of finals? We haven't spent a whole lot of time this season uh, talking about uh, who in the end are going to be the final five. We haven't had any downtime. I mean, with so, That's many, true. With so many games, I mean, it, there's, it just seems like we're always playing catch up, you know, and I know that 
I mean, I'm trying to see as many games and as many players, you know, that I would have usually seen over the last year. Um, but I think for this year's Mr. Basketball, there are, you know, obviously three candidates who are, I think, head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, and that being uh, Kobe Bufkin, who's going to Michigan, um, having a fantastic season, um, being slowed down by a little bit of an injury, uh, but he's back for the state playoffs. Uh, Pierre Brooks over at Detroit Douglas, uh, who's headed to Michigan State. Um, I think that those two are the front runners and how history usually sees it, unless you're just making a lot of free throws and a lot of three-pointers. And I mean, God forbid there be a, a, a future Hall of Famer, NBA Hall of Famer on the other side that Brad Redford beat out. But usually Michigan or Michigan State, those, you know, whoever's committed there winds up uh, winning the Mr. Basketball Award. It's going to be awfully interesting to see just because now you've got an east side guy who's going to Michigan State. You've got a west side guy who's going to Michigan. Um, Julian Roper having a phenomenal season uh, from Orchard Lake St. St. Mary's headed to Northwestern. I'm just not sure that he's he hasn't put up the stats that he hasn't put up the stats and that, and I'm not necessarily saying that but you know the ultimate goal I think for Orchard Lake St. Mary's is to win a state championship right and he'll be integral in doing oh, that yeah. and, and his, people his, seeing his, what he does that weekend will be you know if he's the unself, all every his yeah, unselfishness has made it so they're right the and division so one like, is so good they're gonna have to go through some really good teams so he had know, to like injury still out he had to intentionally sac or I mean I, I put this in quotes but intentionally sacrifices Mr. Basketball campaign to make that team run at the level that it's running right now yeah because he could have easily said to Todd Cover before the season listen I know that you know we, we were the favorites to win the state championship last year I know that you know this year we're supposed to be pretty good but I just want you to know I'm getting mine because last year Lauren got his Yes. And not to say Julian's not getting his because he's getting his the right ways. It's just not the ways that are super flashy or, or, or super, you know, cheat code video game kind of stuff. Right. Well, I also think Lauren is more of a natural more Lauren's more of a natural scorer. Uh, by the way, I did talk to him. He said that he is going back to Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I talked to him, too. He's going to Wisconsin in June. Um, so for Badgers fans out there, uh, especially over in the Lake Michigan area, I, you know, I'm not sure if got how, stronger. Many, how many people. Yeah, well, some, I mean, he, but the thing is, on. he's one of the better shooters in, in, in the state, and or last year he was. Uh, but kind of piggybacking off what you're saying about Julian Roper, uh, Julian Lewis over at Ann Arbor Huron, not putting up any kind of crazy numbers, averaging 14 and 8 with four assists. Um, for undefeated Ann Arbor Huron, and there's a strong chance that Orchard Lake St. Mary's and and Ann Arbor Huron wind up uh, crossing paths uh, in the state championship game. And if that winds up happening, then uh, then both of those seniors will have gone and accomplished what they want, or at least one of them will. Um, and so I think that that's the the main goal for both of them. Then you look at a guy like Legend Jeter over at River Rouge, um, who's been facing double teams, triple teams all season. And he's averaging like 22 and 12, uh, you know, with like four or five blocks. Four Definitely or five the assists. hardest working man in Metro Detroit. Yeah, the guy's yes. a grinder. Yes. And so, uh, but, you know, he's an option to be that fourth or fifth guy. And then I had the option, the opportunity to catch up with Foster Wonders. And he's averaging 34 points and 10, uh, 10 rebounds a game. He's got that fat, that fat Joe swag all the way up. Uh, yeah. All yeah. the way up. Uh, Right. All right. <laughs> Club Scotty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yep. but I, but 
you know, Foster's putting up great numbers, putting up the best numbers out of everybody, you know, in the state. I mean, he could be the. Uh, um, I, I say this, but he's headed to Southern Illinois, and I'm not necessarily sure that, you know, that he's going to have like. It, let's say this: if he was committed to Michigan State, I would think that Foster Wonders would probably win hands down, just because everybody north of Saginaw would probably vote for him. I uh, would, you know, kind of like a Dewan Anderson kind of thing. Um, and it's you know it's the BCAMs, it's the Basketball Coach Association of Michigan. It's their vote, and obviously you know they can vote however they want. I just like when they get it right. You know, you could, like you Draymond could. Green and Brad Redford. I was about to say. I was about to say. Are some, you saying that Brad Redford isn't better than Day Day Green? Hey, I tell you this. Brad Redford is a legend in Cincinnati. He's a legend in Xavier, and you, and he'll never have to pay for any meals or anything like that either. So, yeah. but, and I know I I agree with you totally. And no, but I'll, I'll say this: that nobody. I'm not saying that people didn't realize what a great player Draymond Green he won was. A two-time state champion, right? But I don't think there, there was. A, no, I know, yeah. and he was a, one of the greatest Edmund high school players. Sumner. I'm just saying I don't know if there were a lot of people even then saying, oh, they could not to say that he couldn't get to the league. But that he would have the career that he's had. Look, I mean, like you said, he's he's a borderline Hall of Famer. Yeah, well, no, I'm no. going to say this: Ed, he's the best defender of all time. He's if the you best. Listen to him. Well, he's yeah, also yeah. one <laughs> of the greatest point forwards of all time. Well, I'll also say this: he won a state championship at Saginaw, and 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 one of my main things is if you've won a state championship the year before, uh, yes. Keith Appling. Edmund Sumner should have been probably a little bit, got a little bit more love, you know, than what he did. Uh, I, mean, I think that was the same year. Yante Maton didn't even get into uh, Mr. Basketball. Correct. Um, but they, 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 there are some times where I'm just like, come on, man. You know, like uh, Dwan Anderson, you know, over LaDante Henton. You know, but as you said though, the, the, the Dewan Anderson but, vote yeah. was probably shaded by the fact that he was at the time was headed to Michigan State. He eventually ended up yes. at Hofstra. No, yeah, yeah, wound up at it. Wagner. Wagner, sorry. Yeah. We, had, we had two Mr. Basketballs, and they were both on islands in New York. Yeah, you know, Deshaun Deshaun Thrower. Yeah, Stony Brook. Yeah, you know, but but it is what it is. It is what it is. You know? Foster, Foster, Foster at making the final five for him. You know, even though he knows that there's. A very little chance, most likely, uh, that he's gonna when he's gonna have something he's gonna have proud, you know, proud on his resume. I, I think right. you can make an argument that Foster Wonders is the best basketball player to ever come out of the Upper Peninsula. I'm sure Trevor oh, Huffman I mean, might say so. Well, but Huffman went to Charlevoix. That's you, that's Upper Michigan. Still, same thing to me. Well, I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. No, uh, no offense. Well, I'm just a troll. Well, Jay, down here. You know, Jay Smith went to Mile, but that's not in the UP. I mean, yeah. he's the all-time leading oh, scorer yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, or in the NFL. In the, <laughs> the NFL. Yeah, and then. MHSA, Ben Marley's Traverse City. In terms of the Upper Peninsula, I can't claim that I'm a UP basketball historian. I I do have a pretty good gauge on all, or at least I think, all of the big pros that have come out of uh, the state of Michigan. And, uh, you know, I I will defer to a journalist up in, uh, you know, Ishpeming or or, uh, uh, Marquette. But I'm pretty sure you could make that argument that yeah, Foster yeah. Wonders is the best player, best basketball player ever to play in the UP. Boys, I, boys basketball. I agree. One guy who's probably doesn't have a shot at making the final five is North Farmington's Bashir Jihad. And Bashir Jihad, and I did have a chance to catch up with Todd uh, Negotian, uh, you know, and, and another phenomenal year. I think he had, what, 18 and 12 or something like that. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to have 
playing like a limelight game if it would have been against Brother Rice and you yeah, that would have been people. huge. His um, upside is insane. And and I tell you what, they, I've talked with the guys over at Ball State, and they love him. He's they, got MB, he's got NBA upside. They love him. I mean, his the thing is about Bashir, and you talk about you know especially like, like what I'm doing and stuff like that. And I'm looking further down the road. If you're seeing a kid that's six foot eight, six foot nine, He's six and, nine though, and and the other thing is what he just turned seventeen. Yeah, he just he turned was 16 seventeen in pretty January. Much his whole senior year. So you talk about when you talk about in a day and age when they, you know you got guys that are nineteen years old that are seniors. You know you got a kid that's seventeen years old. Six he nine. moves very very well. He moves laterally very very well, and I'm sure that. Hey, nothing. You know, I'm sure that uh, that lots of coaches will be shaking his hand um, after games uh, with Ball State and kind of doing that that wink recruitment. Hey, you know, you keep on playing well. You know, you need another spot. I mean, we're just seeing that so much more, and I think that that's kind of one of the things that I was leading to. You know, with the next topic is, you know, we've got, you know, there are going to be a thousand kids that are going to be in this portal yeah. for the class of 2021. You know, and people might say, "Oh, well, he's only going to Ball State." Well, I'll tell you what: if you're if you're a senior in high school, and in you're in the class of 2021, and you have the opportunity to play Division One basketball, you you can't be picky. And with Bashir, just I mean, just having Ball State there, you know, I can imagine maybe Northwestern or maybe someone like there might have been some other Big Ten schools. Yeah, he's, that a might high, he's a high, he's a high, he's a high academic. There, yeah, but I mean, they would have they would have been some other guys that would have would have been involved. Maybe a Southern Illinois. Uh, Loyola, maybe you know, over you know, having a phenomenal uh, run really, again. The poor uh, Monster doesn't really recruit much in Michigan. Well, I mean, they've got quite a few. Tra- well, I'll tell you what, they've got Drew Valentine, and that's all yeah, they right. need. Yeah, you, you know, as, as <laughs> that's coach, right. But you think yeah. that having Drew Valentine on the bench would mean that they would try to develop more of a pipeline? I, I also, I, I also think sometimes when you are able to build a network. And you're able to say, look, I, I can go get this player and I can go get this player. And I apologize to the guys in Michigan, but we think that there's somebody who's better that, that we can that we can bring along. And I mean, obviously, you know, their recipe is working out very well. Proof's for them. in so, the pudding. So the proof is in the, the proof is in the pudding. Drew Valentine doing a fantastic yeah. job, uh, you know, in Porter Mosier. And know, they have God on their probably side. Probably gonna. Yes, yeah, Sister Jean. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Hundred one years old. Isn't I know that? it's that, amazing. Look at that, I, Sister I love, Jean and Mick the, Cronin's dad. I love the I love the parody. How many screenshots have we seen of them in the last? I, week? I love the parody. Uh, the parody Twitter accounts. You know, with, <laughs> yeah. with, with Sister Jean, and they're just, oh yeah, she wants all the smoke. You know, yeah. I'll stay Something like that, but yeah, it's it's something great, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm just looking at my grandmother who's probably been she'd probably be right around 101 years old, and she hated and for death. She hated the internet. She thought it was so impersonal. Yeah, like she like text messaging and all that stuff. Yeah. She'd rather hear your voice yeah, and right. even extend a, a Twitter a, a tweet or anything like. She that. She doesn't want to know who's calling before she picks up the phone. Exactly. She exactly. just wants like we all had to to pick it up and be like, hello. I'll yeah, tell you. Hello? Oh no. Right. Right. I'll or tell you Kelly one. Residence. I'll tell you one yeah. motivating factor. Uh, this is a slight digression as well. Uh, one motivating factor though for the two Birmingham schools, uh, Brother Rice and Marion. If in the girls' tournament yeah. is playing for Dave Feldman. Yeah, and true. R.I.P. Dave. And yeah, yeah. For I sure. know that mm-hmm. he's someone that not not I'm not comparing him to Sister Jean or or Mick Cronin's dad, but no. in the sense that there's a purpose. There's a purpose. Yeah, and, and he's I really believe he's 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 up above looking looking below and and, and blessing blessing these runs. Knowing full well this may change in a few weeks because obviously the tournament is very instrumental in choosing Mr. Basketball. Who would you give Mr. Basketball to right now based on what you've seen this season? 
just throw it out there. Does I, it? I have a name. I'll just go, I mean, you I know do it. P, PJ Brooks, Pierre Brooks is my Mr. Basketball. Yeah, I'm, I, I think that he just put up phenomenal stats. Uh, as as much as I, Kobe Bufkin is deserved, I think that maybe him missing a couple of games um, due to injury. Yeah. Um, I also think that you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, being in Detroit, you know, helps. Um, you know, I mean, you can you, you can look at, at the man himself. You know, over at the Free Press when you when he's writing full page sports articles on you. You know, I mean, a lot of times he you know where he's leaning. Um, so you know, obviously, you know the you know Mickey has a lot to do with with the the, the award. Um, I I'm just I just think that it's you've got a, a if if Kobe Bufkin was going to Michigan State. And it was reversed, and Pierre was going to Michigan. Then it would be very much in an east-west mm. kind of divide, like just right along, well, and, you know, Lansing, and, right? And you would have people splitting the votes, yeah, because now, you would have Brooks votes, and you would have uh, Julian Roper, and you would also have guys who were going to vote, um, unfortunately, for think, Julian Lewis. I think we, that's a, a situation that we bump into a lot in the Mister Basketball. We do. Vote, it happens is that the Metro Detroit vote swallows each other right, up, right? Exactly. Yes. It happens. Or it happens in cannibalizing. It happens in the girls yeah. more often than not. Yep. Uh, but and, that's exactly. And then the other thing is, I mean, you've got Michigan who's doing very, very well. You know, and I also think that as much as, I mean, Izzo has Izzo, Izzo has his shootout every year. Or I don't think it's going to go. It didn't go on last year. I'm not sure if it's gonna, probably not going to go on this year. But, you know, he invites a lot of those college, I mean, the high school coaches, they all come over to his house and it's like their greatest thing ever. They're Hey, hey, whatever. We're glad our team got to participate in it right now. But right now, I'm eating snacks with Tom Izzo, and I'm going to go use his bathroom, you know. And I'm going to go tell my story. This is going to be a great July Fourth story, you know. Absolutely. And I think it, it, what it's the day before, um, the day before Father's Day. So even that much better and stuff like yeah. that. I think that with Juwan Howard being and having a lot of success at Michigan, that all of a sudden you're going to get some guys are going to be like, oh, I feel like being a Michigan fan today. Yeah. And you no know, no matter what, you know, let's say they get out of the left side of the bed or the right side of the bed that day, that's how they're going to wind up voting. And the one Mr. Basketball on that Michigan squad, granted he's not playing right now, Maybe you know, arguably the best player on the team in Isaiah Livers. Yeah, right? I, I, yeah. I, so Isaiah's been. Phenomenal. How about a, about another Mr. Basketball guy on that roster, just so they could have that that legacy? Yes, yeah, and without a doubt, and and, and uh, <laughs> to see Isaiah going out there and giving calls and stuff like that. And you talk about a Kalamazoo guy, and was it him versus? Oh, yeah, Xavier who was Sullivan? it? It was Xavier, Xavier, Xavier Tillman, Xavier Tillman who was going yeah. to Michigan State. Yeah. Yep. But you had two West Side guys, and one yep. from Kalamazoo and one from Grand Rapids. You know, and, and Xavier Tillman was the way more heralded player. Yeah, in yeah. High school. I was, I was. Isaiah Livers was, Livers was really won. under I, the. I loved his under play. The radar. I was surprised he won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I yeah, watched no, him play. He was no, great. No. He was deserving. I was just surprised that I think he ended up winning. I think that sometimes when guys are voting, they look at transfers. And since Xavier Tillman started off at Forest Hill Central and then transferred over to Grand Rapids Christian, you know, there are probably some people in Grand Rapids that were like, nope, can't do that. Maybe. You know, and that might have been what happened. Do I think that there's some bias? I mean, Edmund Sumner, in my opinion, he would have got, well, not in my opinion, but he would have got my vote. Yeah. Um, but I know that there are people out there that would say, oh, well, Country Day is one enough. Yeah. You know? 
and they're going to penalize you know a, a kid like a guy who's in the NBA right now, and they're going to and they're going to penalize him. Uh, you know, and not saying that Thrower wasn't deserving. He had a phenomenal year, um, but you know when you when you have a, a wonderful West Side machine behind you, and you don't have a lot of uh, interference, you know, cannibalism as far as you know other guys going out there and saying, oh well, you know I'm going to vote for this guy, or I'm going to vote for you know you got the OAA versus the PSL, you know, and, or let's say let's say Bashir was in it, you know, then you're going to have a lot of OAA guys that are going to go for vote for Bashir. You're going to have Kathleen that's going to go for go vote for Julian Roper, and then you're going to have the entire PSL that's going to vote that's going to vote for Pierre Brooks and Kobe Bufkin wins in a landslide. Right. Let, me give, let me give TJ a shout out here. It just it just kind of dawned on me. I take this with a grain of salt too, but TJ discovered Kobe Bufkin. I don't know about discovered. You were the first person that was really high on Kobe Bufkin. You, I remember having conversations with you, right. and you're like, "No, you need to see this kid from Grand Rapids, and he plays above the rim, and he's." Uh, TJ was very high on Kobe Bufkin very early. So I mean, yeah. he's obviously the, the the best talent evaluator in the state of Michigan in oh, terms well, of, of scouting. But that was just uh, it. Just I Not just as remember far as team rankings. Huh? The first I'm just remember the first time I heard about Kobe Bufkin <laughs> was three or four years ago from TJ, and he's like, you know, this guy's not getting the hype that some guys are, but believe me, by the time he's a senior, he's going to be in the Mr. Basketball. Yeah, I mean, it's props to the grinders. It's the guys on the ground, you know what I mean, in the gyms who, you know, who you should... Uh, value their opinion the most because they're seeing the most basketball and they're yep. seeing these guys play. And obviously, your track record is great. And if we have anything like we had a couple years ago, um, you know, we've had some pretty good competitions here at the end. Even, even last year, you know, when Scooby won, you know, it could have gone several ways. Yeah. So, you know, I think let's let the tournament play out. And hopefully, at the end, we're all going to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is Mr. Basketball? Regardless, I mean, when they vote, they're going to know because this was clearly the standout he player. Wins Mr. Basketball or not, Michigan State is in desperate need of Pierre Brooks to come up there and, and inject yeah. that team with some yeah. of that offensive pizzazz because sometimes that team's right. hard to watch. In well, terms of and, and Douglas is very fortunate to be in the division there. Yeah. And there, I if we don't see them at the present, I would be yeah, but stunned. Pierre's been Pierre's been doing this, you know, pretty much. Oh, I know. I'm not saying. I'm Here's just saying. He's yeah. his team has no real yeah. threat right. of being Playing knocked division off. Four, being so he's they're going to roll right through. Yeah, I mean, and, and Pershing's gone. So yeah. and and, I mean, and with the other and well, they're in Division Three. Oh, they're three. That's right. But, but the other thing is, Pierre's the first player ever, you know, to be. Uh, I think he was a uh, first team All PSL as a freshman. Yeah. Wasn't Squally? Um, that he would be second then. Okay. Um, but yeah, Pierre was Pierre was the first guy and stuff like that, you know. And and you know, I mean, PSL isn't. I'm not taking anything away from Pierre. Pierre, you know, PSL isn't what it was, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, and stuff like that. It wasn't like you got, you know, guys that are coming off the bench and be like, man, <laughs> ni- watch out for that. The guy late right 19. There, I mean, I've said this on before. In the late 1980s, you didn't have, you know. One or two kids going to play Division One basketball. You had like half a dozen to a dozen future NBA yeah, players, NBA chippers. first round draft picks, yeah. playing each other on a game to game basis. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's why those All Star games were. Yeah, so dope. I mean that's insane when you think about what was going on here yeah. in the seventies yeah. and eighties in the PSL. All right, well you kind of alluded to it already. You know that uh, time keeps on slipping, <laughs> slipping, slipping right? Uh, so COVID's not the only thing that has damaged the 2021 recruits as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, 
after all we lost last year's state tournament, which hurt. Uh, AAU was a shell of what it normally is right. uh, this past uh, offseason. But there's another problem, and that is the portal problem. Yeah, the portal. I mean, I think we're at 700, 750 kids. I might win. You know, and these guys are seasoned. They they have video out on them. Um, I mean, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with Synergy, but if you want to see a kid score 500 points in a, in a season, you can go see all 500 of those points, and you can get it done in probably 45 minutes, half an hour, um, just because of technology. Yeah, that's how college coaches are recruiting right now. Um, just because they're going to say, well, I really like this guy, but I'm not necessarily sure. Well, we haven't seen him in a year and a half. You know, uh, I've seen him. My head coach hasn't seen him, and we're not taking players that head coach that the head coach hasn't seen. And and trust me, there'd be a lot of there'd probably be another you know five to ten maybe Division One players that we would have from Michigan. Uh, you know, and probably say maybe ten guys that would probably be going to the GLIAC this year or playing Division Two. And I'm and I'm. I'm not the hugest advocate of going prep school. I'm, I'm, you know, my thing is, you know, take take the course that it's taken. You know, if you wind up, uh, you know, if um, uh, if you wind up going Division three, I've got what guy's name was in Michigan. Uh, is at Miami right now. Want to be at Williams College and then want to go into oh Duncan uh, Robinson. Duncan Robinson, you know, and then you all of a sudden you want to getting you know seen by. Uh, John Beeline and like why why is he watching my game but you know but it's one of those things where you know then you can move up and stuff like that I think that that might be the situation this year I'll tell you this if you're not a fan of Michigan junior college basketball it might be a great time to start finding out a little bit about it the next couple of years because a lot of those kids that would have gone to the GLIAC are going to we're going to go to the division 1 that's where they're going to wind up that's where they're going to wind up going you know like Macomb County Community College versus Henry Ford or Schoolcraft versus Lansing Community College is going to be you know that's going to be a, a a great game yeah. you know and you're going to see a lot of familiar faces and hopefully you know from them from there, you know, in uh, when 2023, you know, uh, you know, the water has found its level, you know, and things start, start getting back to a little bit of normalcy as far as um, basketball recruiting. But it's going to affect the 2021 class. It's going to affect the 2022 class. And don't forget all those. They, the NCAA gave those guys an extra year of eligibility. You know, so when you talk about that's the ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you look at it from that from that standpoint, you know, I mean, we just talked about Bashir Jihad. You know, his brother Youssef. You know, is now in the is now in the transfer portal. You know, there are some guys that wind up winning out because they wind up going to, uh, um, you know, prep school. Um, Jaden Nunn, you know, for example, was at Flint Carmen Ainsworth. You know, he was. You know, he had mid, he had his mid major offers, but then he goes out to Arizona and he winds up killing it. Um, I had an opportunity. I went up to Flushing last night and who was in the stands? Hey, Jaden Nunn. You know, I was uh, I almost got crazy and just took a picture and posted it on Twitter, but I went my phone going nuts. Right. You know, uh, but he committed to Iowa State. They wound up having a coaching change, um, and then he wound up decommitting from Iowa State. And since then, he's picked up offers uh, from Mississippi State and uh, Arizona State. And I think that. There are probably going to be a few more offers that are going to come through, uh, especially more, you know, closer to home, um, whether it be, you know, uh, uh, I'm not going to put any names out there, but let's say uh, high major schools that are in Indiana or uh, in Ohio. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those situations where 
you kind of got to breathe in. You got to you got to just say, look, hey, this is what the cards that were dealt to me, and I got to knuckle up. I got to make the best of this of the opportunities that I have, um, and hopefully things wind up getting better for me. And more, let's say this, more opportunities wind up coming along. Um, but yeah, it's you know I'm you know I was watching the I went up to see Flushing last night. Um, they played Carmen Ainsworth, or excuse me, Carmen Ainsworth played Schwartz Creek. I think even more so in basketball because there's no uniform and you can see their faces and you can. It, the thing that, that they think the coach is watching for isn't what the coach is watching for. They, if they're there to watch you, they know you can score 30. They wouldn't be there. They're just they're there to see your body language, how you react to being coached, how you are on the bench, how, yeah, how your you leadership. are. Right. That's what they're looking for. When you pick yeah. up your third foul. You know, and and, right. and and it amazes me. I mean, I, that's what I do during the summer. I'm sitting, I'm sitting with college coaches, you know, and and they're there. And whether they call it babysitting, I'm just showing him. You say, hey, I got these new pair of Jordans and stuff like that. You know, let's see if he notices the shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, and it might be a coach from Oakland. You know, who's sitting next to Michigan State, and they're gonna be like, hopefully he notices my Jays. You know, because he's not he's not necessarily looking at the OU and the Bear. You know, when you've got the green and white and right here, and you got maize and blue just to the left of them. Um, but there, you you just you just you just don't know and and to downplay it like oh well this is what this is going to be and they're look at they're looking literally what Scott was saying like at your body language how you're how you're correlating with the rest of your team and if you're the first one up off the bench and you're chat and you're cheering and I'm not talking about like going overboard like you know like you see in the Sweet 16 or in the NCAA tournament with with the walk-ons and stuff like that who are just you know hey I, I, I you know what is it I, um, I forgot um, I'm just a, happy a Titus, to be Mike here. Titus <laughs> Mike Titus or whatever he's got club trillion you know yeah. he's a walk on at at Ohio State and wound up uh, I think you, you know he had enough zeros where it added up to you know be enough for a trillion too bad you just didn't right. have another numerical uh, digit to to add and make it a, a true point you know uh, right. but but yeah uh, but they're looking for so much more they're gonna when they go to you when they go to your school they already they're getting your transcripts. Because high school coaches are the ones that are going to get your transcripts. A lot and, of times, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be your AAU coach. And frankly, how you, know? you approach the classroom at this level, they're they're looking to correlate that to how you approach the basketball floor. Yeah. Not to say that you need to be Albert Einstein, but they need to see that you're putting effort and energy. And no one's asked some of these kids. They think, oh, you're asking me to be a four. No, no one's asking you to be a four point student. We're asking you to go to class. Yep, and put some effort yeah. in. And Absolutely. when I and when I talk to a couple of Absolutely. your teachers, what are they going to say about you? You know, yep. and the and the thing about it is, so so we, we talked about Iowa State, um, or excuse me, Jaden Nunn. So look at some of the guys that are in Division One coaches right now. Nate Schmidt, who is at UNLV, who's he's going to Iowa State. Um, you've got David Metzendorf, another Ann Arbor kid, who's uh, Air Force. Uh, you've got T.J. Buchanan, who's over at Rhode Island. You've got. Uh, uh, T.J. Nadeau, 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 who, Nadeau, who played at Divine Child and is now uh, the ops guy at Virginia Tech. But there's so many Le- more Lehigh, guys. Lehigh, Brett Reed. Yep, Lehigh, Brett Reed, the doctor, Brett Reed. Yep. Um, but there are so many guys out there where it doesn't Nate, take... Nate Oates. Nate Oates, obviously. <laughs> but uh, Drew Valentine, you know, but it is... Valente's on the radio a, campaigning for Oates to come replace Izzo. Yeah, that, that's funny. Probably not going to happen. I can see him. Nah, I'm, I'm going to step good. away I'm from that here. one. I'm good here. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll leave Valenti where he is, you know. But uh, yeah, so. But at the end of the day, 
hold yourself to the same esteem that you would want from somebody else and what you think is the best the best thing i had to talk to my nephew you know he's a he's a, he's a junior playing in high school here in michigan and i'm like i was like i know you might think it's cheesy but this is what you need to do you know i can't go to all his games but i'll watch him on you know whatever whatever the channel is and you know, and I'm I'm watching them, you know, and I'm like, all right, that's better. I was like, make sure you go to half court next time, you know. And it's like the little things you can't you you can't cheat the game. You can't because especially you, you with video, that, they're gonna have so there's gonna be so much out there where they're gonna look at you and dissect every single thing. One of the problems I have, I mean, I've seen Hamtramck play a lot, you know. I had to see where I saw Orchard Lake St. Mary's play a lot. And the thing is, I had to step away because it's, you start analyzing a kid's too, game too much, too much yeah. and it's just like, all right, well, he shoot, he ties his shoe with the, you know, he, tie, he starts off with his left shoe and then he goes with his right shoe when he's tying them, yeah. you know, and you don't want to necessarily have that, you know, you want to take out all the fun. If out. you're a player and if you really think that that coach is coming to see you score the basketball, you're living in an alternate reality. Yeah. They want because to see you score right. a little bit. Everybody that's being recruited at the Division One level can score the basketball. Everybody was all Talk state. about a d- dime a dozen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody was all state, all league. You know, every, you're going against studs. So Cool. All right. Good stuff. Yes. Good stuff. All right. Lastly, uh, boys district games we're covering on state champs this week. So these are the games that you'll be able to see the video highlights of that we'll be covering. And we have such a crazy state championship weekend because we've got competitive cheer. We've got wrestling, we've got hockey, we've got boys swimming, and we've got uh, gymnastics all going on state championships for the MHS weekend, which means state champs covers all of that. So uh, our, we have limited to what we could do because all the district championships are Saturdays for boys basketball. So we've got a couple district semifinals that we thought were interesting that are on Thursday. We record on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to go check out Lake Orion and Clarkston. That's going to be at Oxford High School. That's a 5:30 start. Uh, so we'll have highlights of that one. We'll see. You know, uh, Scott was talking up Lake Orion a little bit earlier. Yeah, Joel Schrader. Yeah. Schroeder's doing a really good job, and I'm not. I'm not. Again, I'm not going to pick the upset, but right. I definitely think Lake Orion can can hang with them for yeah. a little bit. It could be an interesting they game. Beat them a couple of years ago. Yep. Yeah, uh, we're also going to cover. We're also going to cover the district semifinal featuring Grand Ledge and number 14 East Lansing. That is at Lansing Waverly High School. Warman, who made my top 15 top unsigned yeah, seniors, Grand Ledge that dropped up losing a couple last days night. ago. Okay, what's that? Grand Ledge wound up lo- losing last night after winning the CAAC title. Grand Ledge boys? Boys, yes. They lost last night? I believe so. I believe oh. that was the word oh. as far as East Lansing was hoping to get a little bit of revenge. I think oh. they lost to Waverly. Oh, all right. So Waverly is going to play East Lansing. Yeah, I'm oh, pretty sure that that's right. well, I had predicted that Grand Ledge would win that oh, first no, game. Oh, no, for good reason. And, uh, that's beat interesting. The top team in, in the 517. Okay. Well, all right. Well, it might still be an interesting, interesting game to cover if the oh. fact that they just knocked off Grand Ledge. Rod, being, Rod Watts. And it's at Lansing Waverly. Rod Watts. Is oh, that oh that's Rod Watts' team? Rod Watts' yeah. coach in Lansing Waverly. Yeah. Interesting. So, talking about, uh, you know, he's got a little bit of experience uh, on his does. side and he's the motivator. The authority, the policeman. The police officer. That's right. State trooper State retired. Yeah, yeah. Retired now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. He rolled up here. I, I, when he was at John Glenn, we, we had, uh, uh, when we did the, the Winter Jam, mm-hmm. we had the book. Yes. We had his book and um, his basketball book. He had left it. And so he came and picked it. He pulled up. And I was like, who's this? Uh, he was good. Yeah, who's good, in good, trouble? Good All right. So that's <laughs> interesting. All right. Uh, and then Saturday, 
we are going to cover uh, the District 28 Championship at Gross Point North High School. It is my belief that we will see a title tilt between number nine Hamtramck and number nine Detroit King. Now, each are playing Gross Point North and Gross Point South, respectively, uh, in the regional semi or district semifinal. So we'll see if that matchup happens. I believe it will happen, but we shall see. Yeah, well, I'm, I will be there. I will yes. be filming that game. Yes, and while I am predicting King to win, um, Gross Point South has uh, a phenomenal duo of, with Anthony Bernard, the sophomore point guard, and Will Johnson, the all American football, the all American football player, who's committed to me. Yeah, the five star. Yeah, yeah, five, five star, five and a half star. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, so that that's what we've got. Uh, any other? Just before we go, any other district matchups, or uh, you know, again, even if you're predicting a title matchup here, that uh, would be interesting for the people to go check out. If, if I do interested. know that uh, Roseville. Lakeshore, yeah. that game is being played at Roseville. Okay. And Lance Cruz, uh, for, it slips it my mind is, is for about who they're playing, but they want their. Is that uh, the, Lance Cruz is still Division One, yep. obviously. And they're playing uh, at Lance Cruz, but they are in the same district, but it's going to be a semifinal. Okay. So I'm hoping that the game at Lance Cruz goes on at 6 o'clock. And that the game right down the street at Macomb, Dakota, is at seven thirty. Got it. Got and it. So Dakota if that happens, obviously he's played well uh, yeah. this season. Josh Hines, one of the the, the better unsigned. He was, point a, he was in my uh, top ten unsigned. Yeah, yeah, very well, very well deserved, very well deserved. He's had a phenomenal shout out to Coach Toko senior year. Yep, Paulie T develops talent out there. So, the great thing is, uh, we're going to see. Uh, by the way, if you want to see uh, Matt Mowry and my picks, we have them at statechampsnetwork.com. We picked every game. Now, some of these was weird. I picked Pershing to win the district because I didn't know they were out at the time. Uh, so, I picked North Farmington to win their district because I didn't know they were out at the time. Matt went with Rice. Um, but uh, anyway, we've got those. If you want to check them out, Matt, Matt and I will oh, we'll do them again next week. Maybe we'll get these guys to jump in on, on the regionals uh, since there's not quite as many games to pick. Uh, right. But Tawas. But we'll have some. We'll have some. Dollar Bay. Well, I picked Dollar Bay to win their district. I almost wore my Dollar uh, Bay shirt today. We will, we will see. It's going to be interesting. We're going to have some really good regional matchups next week. You know, uh, as we fish through some of these districts, uh, we're going to have some really good teams coming out of those. So it'll be interesting. We'll talk about it next week, and uh, obviously, we'll have more interesting topics to discuss. So, gentlemen, thank you once again. Enjoy your hoops weekend. And uh, all of you, we will talk to you next week for another edition of State Champs Michigan's Hang Tom Podcast, presented by Lawrence Technological University.